This is dedicated to three people, my mother, my father, and Terry Funk, who is my, the GOAT. Uh, I dream of this moment and I don't want to cry because I don't want to be emotional. But after 21 years of fighting, you think that sometimes you're not going to get it, you know? Sometimes you think you're wasting your time. I want to tell every kid in the world, I'm not supposed to be here. I was a street kid who did dumb stuff. I should have been killed. I should have been in jail, but I didn't because of pro wrestling, because of Japanese pro wrestling kept me going. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I don't have nothing else I can say, but just thank you. And I would defend this championship with my life, with my life. Thank you everybody, I gotta go. Arigato Please, thank you. Yoshihashi, Goto, fuck you. Find him right now. But the thing is, they don't care. They don't care if they get fined. They really don't. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it's... Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Never End Podcast. The podcast open to everyone. Uh, especially Anton Newcomb, because I'm going to see him in November. Yay. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never End Podcast. And with me, as always, <gasps> is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. And Luke... <laughs> Take a good look. It's easy to see what a shame about me. But today on the Never Open Podcast, we are, of course, covering strong Independence Day two nights. And these shows uh, were important and also not important at all, all at the same time. We'll explain next on Never Open Podcast. Did, uh, <laughs> did anyone hear our like previous episodes where we talk about what's probably going to happen at these shows? Yep. <laughs> All right, well, that was the Never Open Podcast, everyone, because uh, it all happened, <laughs> pretty much. It, it's a, it's two nights of stories that made sense, that were well told, and I enjoyed. I just wish they would uh, taken one of those balls and just thrown it and curved it a bit. You know, I would have at least one curveball to the show. I guess I got it with uh, the first match of the second night, but uh, in, anyway, yeah, let's let's do this. We're at Corican. It is uh, Bill Pullman Day, night one. We don't really have news and stuff. Do we? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Mr. Guy. <laughs> I was about to say. Oh. You don't even know. You Dude. don't care about professionalism. I don't no. Think it's fair. I just remembered my professionalism. <laughs> I found it. There's ways people can contact us if they wish to. We're on the we're on the Tweety. I mean, if you want to waste some of your scrolls on us, <laughs> you can. I am, I'm at, at, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drewsiver Tweets. Collectively, we are at Never Open Pod. But if you want to send us a written or voicemail, you can do that too. Never Open Pod. A Gmail. A, a, a com. And if you've got a bit extra, money. Which would be nice because there's been a lot of pay-per-views and shit. Uh, you can kick it kick it uh, our way with uh, some awesome merch that we have uh, at our Teespring store. So do that. You'll look at Never As... It's true. You will, and we do 
have those things. So um, <laughs> as you mentioned, it is true. We are sold out Kurgan Hall and Chris Charlton, Ian Riccoboni on the call. I think you and I have different opinions on Ian Riccoboni a little bit. We'll talk about it as we get into it. But uh, Luke, tell me about the crowd. They were different. It might be the same exact people. In fact, I saw Kenta guy in the crowd. There was also Masahiro Chono cosplay guy in the crowd uh, as well. So there were, it was kind of some of the same people we've seen, but they were different tonight. They were different tonight. Because, uh, hey, it's two nights of an American-based New Japan kind of show. So guess what the crowd's going to do for the next two nights? They're going to pretend they're all American and do various chants in some of the matches accordingly. And it, it's, it's a fucking blast because uh, I don't think – how did they – how they all decide that? They didn't. I guess it, someone just maybe just started yelling, this is awesome, and so they all started doing it yeah. like an American show. It's really cool. Crowd's nuts. It's the uh, magic it. of magic of organic things, you know? That's kind of yeah. what's going on here. So there is some, like, really cool shit that happens in this match or this show as far as that goes. Um, also, another little switch up from normal, normal New Japan is the ring slightly different. You know, it's got a different canvas. Also, the wrestlers are just allowed to talk. So that's something that's a thing. <laughs> you know, it's, everybody speaks English mostly on this show. So lots of talking in the in the ring that we got to see, which was funny. And then I, I'm very interested. I've been waiting to ask you this, Luke. You know, we've seen the, you know, real, uh, you know, biggest feud and strong for years now has been the production folks versus their equipment. And um, it's weird because they changed the venue where Kurgan Hall in Tokyo. How'd this go out? How'd this uh, <laughs> this this match work? <laughs> so I wonder, did they they bring did they bring the strong people from behind the scenes down to do the the front part of the show, or just use their New Japan people that already worked there? Because if they did, man. Those poor uh, American strong people didn't get a chance to actually win a match uh, because uh, I had no problems with the with this show. The sound was fine, crowd was good. I hear commentary. Oh my god, I I watched two nights of strong and hold, holy shit, I don't think I have a complaint about the production side of it, Mister Guy. I'm no, so sorry. Didn't even get any weird music stuff too. So no. I mean that's it was shocking. You know, this is like. Uh, very smooth. And I think, you know, this is kind of what Strong's supposed to be. And I guess we'll talk about that as we go along and everything. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I thought that it was interesting. The crowd made it really fun. These shows were also on very early for Americans. So there wasn't a lot of people watching it live, I don't think. Um, maybe towards the end, uh, there were people that were jumping on. But for the most part, it seemed like it was a lot of people not from America. Yeah. But just probably just probably better people in general, you know. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know I have that air of superiority over you because like Australian. Ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> I literally bow down. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. So uh, let's do it. It is Bill Pullman Day, night one. We're at Corican. It's sold out. They're going nuts. I think the only complaint Andy might make uh, about the production or something at some point is that where are the banners? I want my banners. 
Yeah, <laughs> I wish we had the banners. No, I have one note we'll talk about later. But uh, but yeah, Luke, this actually, this first match is a dark match. They announced it as a dark match. Um, <coughs> the, annou- the announcer did. And this was it like 10 minutes after the hour. And the show started at half after the hour, which I liked much better than starting at the top of the hour. And then the show starting at the top at the top of the next hour with like a 30 minute break. So this yeah. was nice and tight. Absolutely. And uh, we're starting off with the awesome match of Oscar Loeb, Ryusuke Taguchi, and, you know, versus Takahiro Katori, Dragon Alibre, who's I think should change his name because every time the commentators say his name, it feels like they're saying Dragon Lee. And I'm like, what, Great. Dragon Lee's it? Oh, no, Jack, they're talking about Dragon Libre. Libre? Libre. Whatever. And Kengo. It's a it's a fun little match, but it's a, a little sloppy, and that's fine. It's, it's only the opening match, and then I have to see something that I don't really want to see, and that's Yo winning. But uh, I guess he shows how fun he is because he stuck a rabbit down his pants and stuff. And I was like, "Don't stick that down your pants. You're gonna piss yourself, dude." So <laughs> you know he peed a little on that yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> those three dudes, Dragon Libre, Kengo, and Katori, they're from Pro Wrestling Freedom. So this was like Pro Wrestling Freedom versus New Japan guys. Like, hey, we rode with, with Jukasai, so can we get on the show? Yes, you can. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Speaking of Pro Wrestling Freedom, uh, a friend of mine and his missus, hey, Brett, uh, they're over in Japan at the moment. And uh, they were at Corrigan Hall, I think, last night watching, and they got to catch a Freedom Pro Wrestling show. So... Wow, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. You got to see uh, a Junkasai Ren show. Awesome at Korokin. Oh, uh, this is another note for the future. In On August 11th, Desperado is tagging with Junkasai versus some dudes in Pro Wrestling Freedom. So that's pretty cool. He's getting, getting booked, brother. <laughs> Those dudes are going to die. But uh... <laughs> Well, that was a fun opener. I liked Rabbit Guy. He was <clears throat> funny. This guy comes out with a little stuffed animal rabbit and, you know, the New Japan guys just healed out on it, you know, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get more of that on the next night. So it was very amusing. But after that, that was a dark match. So right after that, Rocky Romero comes out to fire up the crowd and we get a New Japan Strong hype package. And man, as much if, as we don't really care about Strong, I mean, this has got to be really cool for Rocky because this has been his thing, you know, from the beginning. I, I, Hell yeah. I can't I bet you it's immeasurable to be find out how much work he's put into having this the show and getting to this moment. So I'm really happy for him. Um, also, we do the the amazing spot that we love so much. Oh, my God. The ace is here, Luke. You see him? There he is. He's to wrestle, right? No, he's he's. His oh, themes hit, the crowd's going off. He's like, thanks for the pop, everyone. Bye. Oh, you can see me, but, you know, I won't be involved. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the commentary, which is great. Uh, but, Luke, the first match proper is the DKC versus our new oh Twitter God. follower, Big yeah. Teets. Big Bad Dude Tito. Fucking, yeah. now listen, Bad Dude Tito is, like, held together by tape. He's got like two braces he's wearing. He's like a like back brace and then that crazy shoulder brace thing. And I'm like, oh my God. He, he looks started. like the fucking Lord Humongous just without the mask on. <laughs> he's been 
no, the, fighting in the, the streets, man. I feel bad. The, the, Jeez. the Lord Humongous being like that big bad in Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, in case that you... Just for our listeners. But yeah. okay. uh, and for well, you, because I, I knew you didn't remember, but that's... <laughs> Oh, I did remember. I just no saw it because I didn't think it was funny. So. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, listen, this is the beginning of a fun little thread throughout these shows is that we got Chumpy Jr. in the ring. It's like this <laughs> little like mini version of Chumpy that is a ref. Claimed and he himself. is very funny. You know, uh, he has obviously been trained by the Chumpster himself. Um you know, jump uh, on boot so uh, as they will call him from now on main event marty we'll talk about that later but um oh my God. that was pretty great he gets yelled at by big teats by the way the little uh, chumpy jr and that shit's hilarious but but big teats gets a massive reaction in this match for charging after dkc and hitting a blue thunder bomb for two it's a tremendous steiner screwdriver but guess what it's called the tequila screwdriver for big teats for the win he not only did correct everyone on twitter but he also said it in his post-match comments so, uh, nice. which, by the way, post-match comments, we will be talking about those uh, later. You heard some post-match comments at the top of the show. We're going to get to it because there's some fucking amazing ones. So, I, I love that you followed us, Mr. Bad Dude. I think you're great. Um, and I think you're even better on night two. But uh, I thought you might have almost killed DKC at least twice. But that's okay. You are held together by straps and duct tape. Uh <laughs> I just want you to get better, dude. You're awesome. He's, also, so that's he's all I'll say. held together by badness as well. You know, like that's that's part of the glue that's holding. Are you a bad enough dude to wrestle the DKC while you're literally held together by straps and tape? Yep. I mean, at least at least part of his body didn't swell up on the plane over here and make a mess. <laughs> oh my goodness. <sighs> so anyway, uh, let's do our next match, which is Rio Hai Iwa, uh, Alex Zane. And Lance Archer, every baby does. <laughs> Versus J.R. Kratos, Jarrell Nelson, Roy N. Royce Isaacs. So I don't think anything of it. I'm just going, oh, yeah, this is the match. La, 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 Tweety, chat to Andy. And then Andy, Andy, you just give me this realization. It makes sense. You're like, you just see the six men. You're just like, you know what's going to happen. But it didn't feel real to me until you're like, Luke. Archer and Kratos are going to wrestle against each other. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> and not only that, as soon as you say that, Archer's just like, all right, big man, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <sighs> <sighs> but I will say that uh, Jared Kratos does do an awesome suplex on uh, Mr. Taco Bell, though. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the crowd goes nuts for uh, Archer and Kratos. Uh, hey, Japan loves its big man doing big man shit, and that's all there is to it. Just listen to them pop. They loved it. So uh, it's late in a match, though, when that happens. So it's like, this is, I think this might be a finisher they're trying to work out. It looks better the second night, but Archer chokeslams Zane, who then corkscrews himself so he lands on Kratos. I thought that was pretty damn cool. Uh, so, yeah, but... Uh, you know, the match is fine. It doesn't, like, set my world on fire or anything. And because uh, it, it feels very strong. And uh, Jorel does a mid-rope cutter on Rio Iwa for the win. Um, Yeah, it was fine. Do you know why Royce Isaacs didn't get the pin? No tracksuit. No tracksuit. He fucked up. So, um, I, fucked listen, up, Sam. I, I am not 
a fan of Lance Archer's wrestling. It's that it's well established. Um, however, I am a fan of the crowd's reactions to him. I mean, holy shit, yeah. especially on night two, they go bonkers. And you got to love that. Uh, Alex Zane, super over in Japan. I mean, fans love seeing him back. He didn't do a whole lot in this match. We'll see what else he does he later. He did that corkscrew so. part of the choke slam, and that's, uh, yep, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, you know what I mean? But I, <laughs> you know, they get, it's pretty cool that the this match was kind of all about the big guys, and, and you know, that's neat. Also, it's good to see West Coast Wrecking Crew. I mean, come on, let's put them in the World Tag League, all right? Come on, man. We're, we're building, by the way, these shows build towards World Tag League. So is there going to be like a strong they World do. Tag League? Is that what's gonna happen, Luke? Am I? Am I? Did I just discover? Did you just make a third world tag league? Because I'm wrong. World tag leagues. But they are, and we'll talk about it later. So it's just funny. Anyway, um, I like that match. It was fun. It is strong though. Um, but uh, next, Luke, we have a singles match. It is Fujita of TMDK versus Tom Lawler, and Big Teats didn't come out with Fujita. Fuck, man. That's weak, you know? Uh, come on, man. But this match is fine. Uh, Lawler is, uh, let's see here. It says this, <laughs> my note says, this match is fine. Lawler. That's it. That's it. Chris Charlton is telling the story in this match, but I don't think it's happening in the ring. So this is like one of those times where the, the like, commentary is trying to do something, but the people in the ring aren't quite doing exactly what they're saying. So, like, what Charlton's saying is that, oh, Lawler's sending a message to Zack Sabre Jr. through his move choices, basically. But that's kind of not what's happening. What's really happening is that Lawler just hates TMDK, so he's beating up a guy that's on TMDK. You know, that's really what's going on. So they're trying to make it a little more nuanced than it is. Um, you know, Fujita looks like a fucking million bucks in this match. That's all that matters. He looks tremendous. So, so good. You know, re- respect to Lawler. You know, he's definitely got something to do with that. So I just... I don't really understand Tom Lawler as a character. I wish I didn't know he was a UFC guy. I think I'd like him more if I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Because I, I just, I don't really get him. But, uh, it, you know, Fujita gets a bunch of great kickouts and overcomes all kinds of holes, and it's great. But in the end, uh, some re- see, what's so crazy? Like, Lawler's knees look amazing. When he knees somebody, it looks incredible. When he kicks them, what happened? <laughs> just, it looks so bad when he kicks people but when he knees them it looks incredible he knees Fuji's face off <laughs> he gets the win so that was a match yeah like uh, one of my notes for this is like Fujita looked strong and badass in this match so uh, yeah it's true he did <clears throat> and next we have uh, Rocky Romero and Eddie Kingston versus Gato and Kenta man uh, this is Luke, come on. This is like our shit. We got Ref Chumpy in there and Gato versus Rocky at the same time. I know. (laughs) This match, I don't have like mega notes for it, but we'll say that this match is an absolute fucking blast. It it does what you want it to do. You want to see Rocky and Gato do some shit together and you want to see Eddie and Kenta preview. Man, Eddie and Kenta have the fucking crowd eating out of the palms of their hands. It's going to be even more obvious the next night, but uh, the crowd's hot for that match and they're hot for this kind of feud too. So man, this is awesome. And cause you got it. You got a natural face. Everyone wants to cheer in Eddie. And then you got Kenta. Who's just, man, he is a one man house of torture by himself. Like, you know that, right? 
<laughs> he pretty He's a much one does man all of that. Dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So what happens in a match like this? Well, well, usually I'd be like, oh, Rocky's in it. Oh, sorry, Rocky. But fortunately for him, Gato's in this match too, and he's even more pinnable than Rocky is. And uh, he gets pinned by by Gato. This match is r- really fun. Sets up the the title match the next night, and Eddie just looks like he's home. Yeah, he does, I doesn't mean, he? We heard he's his like, promo after a second match at the top of the show. So mm. it's just, I mean, like this is his dream. You know, he already said it better than either one of us can. But like, oh. I don't know. I also I thought it was really funny that like. <laughs> He's beating the shit out of Kenta. They're getting ever as fuck in this match. And then he goes to like finish Gato off with his back fist. It's like the nicest back fist anyone's ever thrown because he's not going to smoke the booker. (laughs) 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 So funny, man. You're very smart. Oh my God. I loved it. Luke, this next match is fucking awesome. (laughs) It's Thecla, or I guess it's Tecla. I don't know. I'm just going to go with my original pronunciation. Thecla and Julia versus Willow Nightingale and Momo Kogo. Listen, I this is the best match on this night. I guess mm-hmm. we'll figure that out, but I probably is. It's amazing. I love it. So we get all kinds of story stuff from Willow and Julia and the fast stuff from Momo and Thecla. So it's like this perfect, like, I don't know. I just <laughs> thought this is tremendous i usually when they throw a tag match on one of these shows like if we get something at wrestle kingdom they have like five minutes and they have to pack in like 30 minutes for the match in five minutes and it looks unnatural this was not that this was like a proper preview match where everybody got time on both nights they did they got lots of time and like this also like this match was here to put willow over as like Julia comes out. She's a cocky bitch, right? And she's like, fuck, who the hell is this? And then, of course, no matter how fancy Julia gets, Willow Nightingale is still, like, too strong, right? And so they got to, like, double-team her, her and Thecla. And they, Willow takes a bunch of heat from them. (laughs) They beat the shit out of her. They they stretch poor Willow out, like, submission hold, submission hold, submission hold, double-team suplexes and shit. I think she even takes a super a superplex as well. Like, awesome. holy shit! Like, uh, it was Tekla uh, who did the superplex. Like, so yeah, fucking, oh, so good. She does. Uh, she does this like spider thing where it's like she's, yeah. you know, oh, I've knocked you off the top rope, but no, I here I come, and then she like German suplexes him off the top. And I mean, you know, everybody's willing to bump in this match, and it looks tremendous. So I just, I mean, but it was just funny how, like I said at the beginning. Willow was just dominating and she did fine. And it wasn't like a baby face shine. It was like a contest, you know, like a, a sporting contest is what it felt more like. And that Willow was just stronger. So, but, but they just double team her and beat the fuck out of her. And it's not, it, I know it's the heat part of the match, but it doesn't feel that way. It looks awesome. So, and I, I don't know, they, they suckered even, you know, a, a, uh, you know, uh, cynic like me into just forgetting about the steps of a match and stuff it was awesome so thecla she gets all kinds of shit in on willow too which is shocking but willow um throws her off the top rope for a huge spot um and then uh this match is tremendous i don't even have who won because i was so happy so pow pow on thecla 
by Willow for the win. But yeah, match was fucking gnarly. I loved it. And I was like, wow, I wouldn't want to follow that. But uh, I liked the next few matches, uh, especially uh, the one you're going to cover next. So, oh, God damn it. Anyway, uh, let's well, do it. You can trade if you'd like. Yay! I can cover this one because this is maybe the greatest. This this match yeah, ends with the greatest promo oh, in dude, you have wrestling to, you have history. To. So. You yeah, so we have, yeah, we have Kid A, which is our name for Alex C and Gabe Kid, versus the Fishermen, which are Team Bishimon, which is Yoshihashi and Goto. And Kid A, they are psychopaths as they come to the ring. They just throw oh, everything cool. around, and it's, it's, it's comical. You know, I'm kind of glad that Alex isn't doing the pose thing anymore because now they're just both walking to the ring and throwing shit around. And it reminds me of, like, Suzuki-Goon, but not, like in their heyday, but I'm not sick of it. You remember, I mean, there were times, you know, before Suzuki Goon kind of turned face and, and got really popular there at the end before they dismem- disbanded, that they would suck. They, yeah, that too. That they suck because they just come out and destroy everything. And it would just be like, oh, come on, man. We just want to watch a wrestling match. And uh, I love it when these guys do it. <laughs> so so they come out. They use the titles right away on the fishermen, and they just beat the shit out of them in all kinds of fun ways. It's great. Lots of chops, too, by the way. And Gabe Kid, oh my he, God, cut, yeah. he, he tells the crowd, hey, fuck you. <laughs> it's great. So, maybe Yoshihashi, once or twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe once. It's great. Yoshihashi fights back, and these sad fans chant for him. Oh, man, unbelievable. So fishermen, they get, uh, he gets the big fire. They get the big fire up spots at Godo's are way better than Yoshihashi's, but the crowd feels sorry for Yoshihashi, I guess, and they cheer him anyway. So um, the, Marty Asami is the ref in this match, and he gets, oh, no, it's Marty Asami Jr., and he gets tr- yeah. jumped out big time in this match. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but towards the end, it gets fast and furious with huge double-team moves. There's just, oh, Also, we forgot to mention this is for the strong um, open-weight uh, uh, tag titles. Forgot to mention that part. So... Um, Spike Piledriver uh, on Yoshihashi and Kid A win. They're the new strong champs. A lot more happens in this match, but this is strong. Um, what's important is that, you know, Kid A win. And then after the match, Kid A, you know, uh, Gabe Kid's like, hey, fuck you, oi. I'm over here fucking <laughs> you, fuck off. And then, um, you know, our guy, oh, Alex C, the android, he grabs the mic and we heard it at the top of the show. The greatest promo in pro wrestling history. It's even better than Eddie's promo, and even better than when Jay White lost to Ibushi. I mean, <laughs> it's the greatest promo of all time. Luke, what'd you think? Dude, as soon as uh, Alex C said that promo, my I just tweeted, and I think uh, I said to you, like, I think that's the greatest promo you've ever heard, isn't it? Like, Alex C is now your favorite promo guy because Alex C. His promo is pretty simple. Goto, Yoshihashi, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I, I said to you, there's a there's something you can treasure forever. Uh, I can get behind that. Yeah, I can yeah. get behind that. So I said that to you like 16 times probably since then. So. We also talked a little bit of, well, this match was on a bit. You and I like little refs because they can be... <laughs> Because it looks more intimidating because the wrestlers are huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's funny when they get to show it too. I like this match, but, you know, it did exactly what we thought it would do and it did it well. So, yeah. We had had predicted that, you know, whatever the first match was, that 
you know, the person. The opposite will happen the next yeah, time. Yeah. The, yeah, because we, you had to. You couldn't have, war, you know, uh, what are they, war dogs? I don't know which one's war dogs. Yeah. Those guys, if you hadn't had, you know, BC lose here, if you had them lose, then they, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> that would not work. So they got to win here. It was obvious, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember, finish the next match is maybe a little surprising because Catch 2 2 only just got the belts, which make, makes me think even more why give them to Kushida and give a night for that short time if uh, they were just going to give a bang. It doesn't matter. But it is Catch 2 2, which is Francesco Akira and TJP versus uh, the Driller Killer, Dan Maloney and 100 Proof Clark Connors. <clears throat> There's a, this, is, there, uh, this is awesome chance in this match. Do you know why, Mr. Andy? Uh, beating each yeah. Because this match is fucking awesome. <laughs> so it is awesome. This match starts, and I'm just like, oh, crowd brawl? Didn't we just do this in the previous match? And then, holy shit, Akira turns it around because, like, you know, there's that entryway with the stairs or whatever and he's like over the other side of it and he just does a dive onto the guys and from that moment on i was just like okay this this match is fucking bonkers good it is amazing and i this is you gotta watch this match like not only uh catch two two you're right dude they're the best junior tag team i think we've seen for a long time ever maybe uh, and I feel like New Japan has kind of realized that because uh, uh, they'd be blind not to. And so it just feeds into, all right, they're our hot kind of facey tag team. Let's give them some heels to over overcome and, you know, beat, but not today. And I just fucking loved it. The fucking all four guys, even the driller killer, who I know you and I were down on for like more than half of uh, the best of the super genius. He's fucking awesome in this as well. I don't know. They do all the moves and all the saves. Poor Akira, though, at one point, he, he goes to do a, uh, he, he flips over the ropes to land on the guys, and uh, he lands on the floor on his back. They didn't catch him. They Yoshihashi'd him. Yeah, pretty much. So... I'm watching this match and I message you and I'm like, you know what? Because, you know, I, I, I kind of want to see Catch 2-2 chase these guys. So I feel like that would be an awesome story. And sure enough, there is a, a driller killer. And then the, both uh, the, the Build Club guys do their finisher, the, the double team finisher or whatever it is. And the driller pins a TJP. And we get brand new strong type champs with uh, Kid A, and now we got brand new junior champs with the Driller and 100. I'm happy. I'm happy for Clark Connors that he has some fucking gold in New Japan, by the way, because he's awesome, and uh, I think he's going to be really fun with this belt. And not only did this match make me go, "All right, I love this feud, and I'd love Catch 22 to fight to chase." the driller in 100 not only that i was just like oh my god fuck i think i care about junior tag league <laughs> just like that because now i want to see catch 2-2 versus the driller 100 at wrestle kingdom or something like fuck 
it was just really cool stuff. Great chemistry with all the four guys. Really cool match. I, I probably like the women's match more just because, like, those those ladies were just like, you want to kill each other? Even though it's just a preview tag? Yeah, I do. Yeah, let's do it. Whereas uh, this was great, too. They do kind of kill each other, but uh, <laughs> it just doesn't have that brutality of the ladies match, I guess. But I do like this match more than maybe Bishamon Kid A. So there, there it is. Yeah. If it felt this felt like unchained this match, you know, yeah. it felt like because they were on this like American style show, they're like, oh, let's kind of do like a crazy Japanese flavored American indie match, and that's what they did. So <laughs> it 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 as you said, they did all the moves, including they did super take picture to the floor from the apron. What the fuck? It was amazing. The whole thing where like where like uh, Akira did that crazy dive off the steps or whatever. That's he did that because they were getting ready. Maloney and Connors were getting ready to throw TJP down the steps steps. first. (laughs) Oh my god, that was amazing. I just and and the 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 finish was kind of complicated because they did like there was a drill Akira on Akira, but he was not the legal man. So then right. Bullet Club, do, they do their new finish. These uh, these guys, their new finish is pretty cool. So like Drilla, he puts uh, somebody up. It was TJP in this case, up in a vertical suplex and faces the ropes or faces away from the ropes. Or no, I guess he's got to face the ropes. Spear off the top rope from Connors. Boom, that's the finish. Tremendous move. I love that. So, and also I think just to, you know, um, Talk about your point a little bit about how maybe Maloney, there's it might be a couple things going on with him here. One, obviously, some guys just work better as heels than they do faces. You know, that's one thing because yeah. he was kind of facey, you know, uh, throughout the, the tournament. He kind of had to be because they were turning catch to two face so that he could beat him up. <laughs> and so I think that he also I think he's better in the tag team. You know, like we were talking about that, how fun we want, you know, how we want to see him in a tag situation, see what he was like. And we see what it's like. It fucking rules, man. I love this. Yeah. Also, Bullet Club is back. I mean, this damn. Ab- is- yeah. yeah. After this night, Bullet Club has like all the strong belts. So that's, you know, that's something right there. Luke, that's something right. Re- something interesting happens next. So, you know, Senor Benjamin has to prepare the battlefield for deletion. So they bring out Minoru Suzuki and he's like, Oh, I'm here to wrestle here. I go. Oh wait, no, I'm going to go over here and talk to somebody. <laughs> so he does, he comes to commentary, you know, cause he's there to watch Desperado's match that's coming up next. And they interview him to cover, you know, senior Benjamin's work in the, in the battlefield. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, listen, I, you know, it, it's very difficult to not speak in hyperbole when you're talking about stuff like what we're about to talk about. Um, I like, as far as a spectacle and something that's amazing in pro wrestling, this next match is all those things. Is it a great match or something like that? I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter because we've seen amazing reactions for wrestlers in Kurgan hall a million times. I don't think I've ever seen a reaction like this, like what we the the Jukasai's entrance on the show is unbelievable. The next match is a doomsday no DQ tag match. It's the debuting in New Japan Jukasai tagging with his buddy El Desperado. 
versus John Moxley and motherfucking homicide. I mean, wow. If we, if we even get on, like, it, 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 not only is it June's debut, uh, he gets the biggest pop of his entrance. He's got, he gets a bigger pop than Mox. Japanese yeah. crowd's just like, oh my god, he's at a New Japan show, yes! Fucking it's, nuts. It's a dream come true for a lot of people, you know, including John Moxley, who talks about it after you know, one of his matches on, I think maybe the second night when he's doing the John Hatfield special, which we'll talk about, but he, you know, he talks about how, you know, being in the ring with Jun Kasai was, you know, that was Danny Havoc, one of his buddies growing up uh, in, you know, the deathmatch game. Uh, Danny Havoc's like favorite wrestler was Jun Kasai. So he felt like it was kind of being next to him again. So that's pretty cool, man. It was amazing. So I, I know a lot of people that knew Danny Havoc. And they all talk about him reverently. So, you know, must have been an awesome dude. And that, that sucks. But anyway, Desperado comes out with a mask that is designed to look like part of it has been torn off already. But later, it looks like a regular mask, which weirds me the fuck out. So I don't know what's going on there. But the crowd loses their fucking mind, all, you know, already. And then when Junkasai and Moxley come out, it's just madness. It's just, I mean, it's awesome. So, um, in fact, okay, so this is very important that we talk about this, because if you do remember, I believe it was one of the, you know, um, Long Island shows, maybe it was mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the Battle in the Valleys or some shit like that. I don't know my California uh, uh, geography, but it was one of those shows where John Moxley was ringside and he does his entrance and he just fucking kicks someone right in the face as he's jumping over the barricade, and just knocks them out of their seat. And he didn't even notice, you know, and we thought it was so funny. Well, he does. He does that again here, but he just knocks this old man out of his chair. But what's funny is the old man, it kind of leans over and the chair slowly falls. And then he tries to balance and the chair just slowly falls. (laughs) Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard. Anyway, so this match is a brawl. They fight up the alley to the second level and they're all split up. So the camera guys are like, what do we do? He missed all kinds of stuff. Moxley says, stabs Desperado with a fork. It's just complete mayhem. And uh, June and Moxley, they do spots on the Engler, English announcer table, but they're very nice to it. They don't break it. So that's nice, you know. And uh, June uses his razor knife on homicide, so he's the first to bleed. Moxley's bleeding all of a sudden. Then June gets back dropped onto a board covered in forks, and so does Desperado. We get an all these guys chant, followed by a holy shit chant. <laughs> in japan everyone in japan we, we got some more fork action now everybody's bleeding and there are very few pro wrestling moves in this match so um moxley he tries a dive on june who is crouched so basically moxley looks at june locks eyes he's like okay i'm gonna hit the ropes do a dive and june just is crouched along the ring and doesn't even move and moxley jumps right over him <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a little sloppy uh razor blade crucifix board comes out thanks to june kasai he gets sent into it of course by moxley and um el desperado gets dvd'd over the ropes by homicide and his hip just hits right on the apron and that looked like the most painful thing that happened in the smash so <laughs> homicide takes the big splash and uh two pinche locos desperado gets the pin on him and Desperado gives the night-ending promo, and uh, he gets June to send the crowd home happy with some jokes and babyface baby promo shit. And June says he wants to tag with Desperado again, wherever it may be. Both these guys chant, this is awesome chant, and we go out to June's theme. 
What a night. Yeah. That was that was a really good night. It was fun. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, yeah. It was a good show. So, women's tag match. It's kind of the best thing on the show, though. That was fucking incredible, man. I loved yeah. it. Loved it. Oh, we're the only ladies on the show? Yeah, we are. Oh, well, we got to crush this. That's amazing. Done. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, how about this time? I'm going to start because I got some interesting um details about this character one of these characters in this first match so uh night two is the very next night same time back at sold out k hall we got ian riccaboni and uh chris charlton on the on the call and bunny guy is back in this first match but his bunny's missing where is it i guess we'll find out the the opening uh dark match is kenga dragon libre and a guy named Rekka versus taguchi both in Oleg and Watto Mania running wild brother. Oh, and um, this is interesting. So um, the New Japan guys, they wrestle with the rabbit in their pants. That's where it was. So even Watto, who's the biggest star in this match, by the way, <laughs> he is. He's the biggest star in this match. And uh, he's he's even fucking around with the bunny and stuff. So Taguchi's also wearing a butt plug in the ring, which it leads me to wonder, is it safe? To wrestle with a butt plug. Um, but Rekka, yeah. he gets the kick out of Rosita Mente, but falls to the German suplex from Master Wado. Uh, Taguchi argues with a Masahiro Choni cosplayer in the audience. Now, here's the important part about this match. So, <clears throat> years ago, I used to go to this promotion, and I don't know how they had enough renown. And, and this is a place where I'd go every week, and there'd be like 12 of us there. And we'd watch like... I don't know. I mean, Tommy end versus whoever, you know, it's like guys like that would be through all the time. This is where I saw uh, Shigehiro Irie. And that's important because he was from DDT. And basically he went here on excursion twice to the United States. And we got to see him quite a bit. And once he brought two young boys with him and those young boys rode around with this wrestler named Steve Manders for like half the summer. He's like a cowboy wrestler. And Rekka was one of those guys. And I, I remember just like we saw him wrestle many times, like just in random tag matches and job the fuck out. And uh, it's just wild. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't know, man. You just go to your, your random local uh, uh, wrestling event and you never know what you're going to see. And you never know what like seven years later you're going to see that uh, you're connected to. <laughs> it's just like Rekka. Hey, he, by the way, back then, same gimmick, same hair, same everything. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's a change in seven years or however long that's been. And he's still a young boy. <laughs> that's right. So I don't think we mentioned it from the first night. But, mm. uh, hey, uh, J.R. Kratos has a big bad lump on his noggin. That, that was so weird, Luke. Kind of bursts and bleeds during the uh, that that uh, that tag match. So yeah, he's not wrestling on the second night. He was supposed to. He's supposed to have a match with Oscar Loeb. So we get Oscar versus X. X. Who's X? <gasps> Talk about a serious upgrade. Because it's Mr. Fucking Bread. Satoshi Kojima versus Oscar Loeb. Bread makes me happy. I, like, I hope Kratos is okay. Uh, it, it, but, uh, you know, 
I'm not mad that I got to see Bread and Oscar Lube. Crowd goes nuts for the Bread Man as well. And Bread proceeds to beat the absolute ever-loving shit out of Oscar for about five or seven minutes before hitting the bag out of death and getting the win. So, yeah. Uh, do I want to see a seven to eight minute beat down by uh, Satoshi Kojima on a young boy? You're damn right I do. And I had a pretty good time with it too. Oscar took it like a champ. Man, his chest was red too. <laughs> Kojima beat the shit out of him. Good stuff. Really happy to see Kojima. Hey. And uh, you know, he always always brings good. Always. He's, st- he's still fucking tweeting about Elbow and CM Punk in the dick. <laughs> he didn't mean it and stuff like that. So, and about, apparently, they, they keep saying he cleaned out the, uh, you know, uh, 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 backstage area of bread and ate it all and took it home. Anyway, very silly. So, um, next, Luke, we have a match that's pretty much meaningless, you know, for the most part, except for... We get to see two guys together in the ring that I just immediately was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So we have Homicide and Rihoi, Iwa versus Ketchum 2, TJP and Akira. I just, first thing I wrote here is it's so cool to see Homicide and TJP wrestle each other at this stage in their careers. I mean, that's what this is all about in this match. It's so cool. It's a tremendous match. It's great. But like, just, I love Homicide. I love him. I think he... Like, you know, I guess the reason why I, like, just find so many good things to say about him is because he's the one that beat Daniel Bryan in ROH. And, you know, I just I just feel like he can do no wrong. And plus, he sat in my chair once a long time ago at the show. And Sue Young put him in my chair and started beating the shit out of him. (laughs) So I love Homicide. And I realized something about, about him that I didn't really ever think about before is that he doesn't he doesn't make facial expressions just like Sonata but like a luchador he can still emote easily and it's like it's awesome it's so great man um there is like one little goofy part where they have to kind of reset in this match but it's hardly noticeable the crowd does a both these guys chant when homicide does a three amigos on TJP so, <laughs> that's funny so but catch you two they're too much with their tandem you know big moves and homicide is bleeding through his bandage by the end but it's uh catch two two with some crazy tag move on uh for the pin on iwa and um you know we get homicide and uh tjp coming together for a little respect after the match hell yeah it was good stuff and I kind of really like the next match. It was like on paper, I'm like, oh yeah, Rockin' Yo versus Drillin' 100. Well, this is just going to be like a normal New Japan tag match, except Rocky gets on the mic and he's like, hey, I've been a tag champ this many times. Yo, he's been a tag champ this many times. Hey, guess what? We we want to challenge you, Driller and 100, for the tag titles. Uh, Mr. Obari's there. So he's the, so they're getting in the president's face about it and stuff. Driller Driller and 100 is like nah 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 nah, and then Driller's like you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> well, that was, that was <laughs> That's what he like. Fuck it, yeah. So <clears throat> this turns into a fun little junior tag team title match. So it's great. Bullet Club go for a brawl on the outside, but uh, Chaos able to turn it around and. Uh, they start wailing on Mr. 100 in the ring. So, yeah, I did. I did thought this would just be kind of a quick little lame tag match. Instead, I get a really fun, fast-paced match, amazing near falls. They did their hardest 
they possibly could to make me believe that that uh, Yo and Rocky could win. But you know, Rocky's there. Uh, drilling killer <laughs> on Rocky, and then they do their finisher, and uh, then uh... <laughs> wow. so. Driller and 100 have had their first title defense, so that's cool. And then at the end, uh, the Bullet Club guys go over to Chris and, and uh, Ian Rick and Bonnie and uh, let them know in no certain terms that they don't give a fuck over <laughs> and over again. And, uh, and uh, you know, they apologize for all the swearing, and I'm just like, shut up, you fucking wuss. Yeah, nerds. You know, yeah. they care about they care about nothing, Lebowski. That's what they remind me yeah. of. We don't care. That's so funny. Um, okay. Your Johnson, my what? <laughs> what do you What do you need that for, dude? Um, anyway, this this match, there's something where you're skipping over. You are sitting here and you're like, oh my god, I really, I really like Rapongi 1K. That's what I'm calling them. Um, <laughs> it's Yo. Yo was in this match and you loved it. Just saying, it's amazing. You know, Rocky Romero is such a good wrestler. That he can give Yo the rub, and Luke's like, "Okay, now we're talking." So I had a feeling they weren't gonna win anyway, so like yeah. I was happy with that. I just wanted them to like uh, pin Yo, but uh, of course that wasn't gonna happen. But I mean, what's awesome? Other couple other things about this match. This reminds me, you've gone to a WWE house show. And, you know, the champion is in a non-title match and the, you know, the it's a heel champion. The good guy gets on them and he's like, hey, you know, why don't you give me a title shot? No. And the crowds, you know, and then eventually he agrees to it. <coughs> that's that's kind of what we got here. Um, but it was it felt natural and it was done well. And I really enjoyed it. And I don't know. I thought this was really cool. And the fact that yeah. Rapongi 1K was doing all kinds of Rapongi 3K moves are rebuilding towards a junior tag league like you know thing here too i mean i just feel like that we're there's lots of tag league stuff including our next match luke which is yeah big teats and fujita versus lance archer and alex zane monster sauce not murder sauce everyone on twitter was like murder sauce and i'm like okay and then they're like no we're monster sauce because you know i'm the monster you know archer's known as the monster mm-hmm <sighs> Luke, I've written right here something very important that you need to know, and that is that Pompey Magnus, you know, he was the rival of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was killed in the theater of Pompey. Looking up at his statue, he breathed his last. He was known as the adolescent butcher. Archer is known as the baby killer. So uh, this crowd is insane for Lance Archer. And Big Teats, he wants some. Give me some. I like it. I like this match because even though TMDK are trying to heal it up, the crowd doesn't give a fuck and they cheer everything everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Great. Also, I love this match because Big Teats, Bad Dutito, is featured heavily in this match and gets all kinds of awesome power spots in this match. It just looks like a fucking million bucks. It's great. Fujita gets a near fall on Archer. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but flippy kick, lariat combo, Archer sauce guy win. Archer spits all over the mic and he says, these guys are a team now, Monster Sauce, and it's his 23rd anniversary in the wrestling. Yeah, and they're like, oh, so Monster Tacos win, and then they make it seem like they're a tag team duo. I'm like, wait, isn't one a junior and a heavy? I think that 
maybe we just got two heavies now. Or maybe they're going to introduce a strong open weight tag. Don't. Title. Don't. I mean, don't. it's got to be some of these things we've been bringing up. One, I mean, like, what? Like, we'll just predict everything, Luke. And then when something happens, we'll be like, hey, we said it. We said that happened. What happened? Yeah. But, you know, we I like being right about stuff that's fucking awesome. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, That's yes, fair. our next match is the DKC uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jorel, uh, Jorel Nelson, uh, Royce Isaacs, and Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, <laughs> oh, I really like this. Royce walks around the ring holding the uh, on the outside, holding the DKC up in a stalling suplex, while Tom and Jorel do a stalling suplex in the ring on Tanahashi. Hashi. And I was like, okay, I like those spots. Dude. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, previous match, we didn't even mention it, or unless, unless I missed you mentioning it. Uh, jumping German suplex. Yeah, yeah. From so, uh, that's right. Uh, as, as much as I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill the DKC on night one, on night two, I was like, all right, bad dude. You fucking crushed it in the second night. So, yeah, we love you, man. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I get amazing Ishii shit, and then Tanahashi putting over the American guys by taking all their shit, which USA is always chant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, USA chant going off on in the in Corican Hall. But uh, Ishii and Tanahashi work together, and there's a small package on Royce Isaacs, and Tanahashi wins. Hey, hey, the DKC even got to do a hot save on Tanahashi at one point. So, uh, you know, break up the pin or whatever. So, you know, that that's pretty cool. This is a fun match. I really liked it. It was funny. It was, I don't know, I liked it. So, uh, you know, pretty solid. It's uh, it's prob- probably from the uh, next match onwards that the show goes from, yes. I'm enjoying this, to holy fucking sh- shit, this show's yeah. great. Well, I mean, you know, it's just a couple things about this match. We, we You forgot to mention that the... You know, Team Filthy came out decked out oh, in USA shit. Like, and yes, I they think did. it was Roy Sizek that was literally wearing. It, it like, made me feel wig, like they they hit a um a crappy souvenir shop or something, grab all yeah. the uh, crappy American kind of like souvenir clothes they could and just piled it on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's, awesome. it's so funny, by the way, Luke. Just to point out something that's amazing about America <laughs> is that like wearing the american flag like as a piece of clothing is against the flag code and not patriotic it's like it's like it's miss you're supposed to like our our flag has this like code and you're supposed to like never let it touch the ground never do this with it never do that with it if you you know the proper way to dispose of a flag is by like you know burying it or something like that. it's ridiculous and like all the patriotic people are like fuck that shit i'm making shorts out of it so Remember when we watched um, Forbidden Door? Uh, Charity was in the room for uh, Osprey versus Omega, and then the uh, Canadian flag stuff starts happening. Charity's like, "Are they allowed to do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's only a Canadian flag, and he'll get his comeuppance in like a minute." Right. I'm like, "If this was an American show, though, that motherfucker would be arrested and deported, and uh, not allowed to wrestle for a while." So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, remember. There was a fun feud at one point. It was the Big Show versus Rusev. And first of all, fucking love Rusev back in the day. I think I 
might talk about him later in this uh, show too, but it was like, you know, Rusev had been like trashing America and stuff. And so he pulls out this giant Russian flag and the big show comes out and tears it down and throws it. <laughs> he had to apologize and WWE thought they were going to get sued and shit. So apparently Russia cares too, just saying. Um, yeah. But look, the reason why this mat, this show is about to like pop off as the kids would say is that we get a huge announcement. It's a surprise. We had no idea this oh is God. even going to happen. The fact that it's mm-hmm. going to happen on the day it's going to happen and the place that's going to happen is shocking to everyone. There's a huge announcement. Kurgan Hall goes, oh, Wrestle Kingdom 18 is going to happen. Oh, my God. And not Where? Like, at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, really? <gasps> when? Yes. On January 4th. I can't believe it either. Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> that was so weird. Like, what the fuck? But and then I get anyway. like ten retweeties on my feed, going, uh, all retweeting, going, new logo, new logo. Hey, Wrestle Kingdom's on at this date at this time, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure is. Good. I'm glad we're having one of those things they have every year. But anyway, um, I was worried next- though that they'd, they'd be like, Wrestle Kingdom. 18, January 4th. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Yes, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. <laughs> Everyone gets a main event. Yes, that's right. Oh, man. Luke, uh, let's talk about something that's awesome. It is a strong oh women's title match. It is Willow Nightingale wow. versus yes. Julia. Oh, boy. So just like in the tag match, it's Julia being thwarted early by Willow's strength and slyness. It's not just her strength. This is she's smart, too. And so, like, Julia uses mat wrestling skills to, like, outclass Willow first, but eats a fucking spine buster and a bunch of lariats. (laughs) (laughs) Julia is like, I'm going to do this well, and I'm going to look good doing it. You know, Willow's like, I'm going to fucking destroy you. So it's it's a great story. So they do the um, the old, like, one of my favorite spots ever. Uh, Julia's like, oh, I'm totally going to body slam me. Oh, no, I'm getting splashed. You know, I love that. That's one of my favorite big man, little man spots. There's a DDT after taking a bunch of moves from Willow. So Julia hits a DDT and Julia has these like dodges that she uses to make Willow's momentum, like help her slap holds on. Like she dodges something and then grabs a body part, slaps on a hold. And it's like, it's great. There's this crazy looking like top rope kick from Julia, like a running kick. Like she actually swung her leg instead of like pointing it out straight. It's kind of weird. Awkward, sh- awkward shoulder tackles and uh, Willow hits a pounce. There's a DVD for two and she wants a doctor bomb, but it ends up being a weak buckle bomb instead, which is kind of not, not that great. Well, you know, Julia had tried to counter it though. So fair enough. So Willow eats, uh, eats shit on a moonsault. It actually is a beautiful moonsault, but you know, Julia rolls out of the way and Julia uses that to get some crazy holds on Willow. Willow's not very nuanced with her selling though. I have to say it's, that's like if my, if I had one, like kind of like, oof, um, when she's in holds and stuff, it's like, but she's very young. So that's, that's what happens. Uh, Willow, you know, um, there's a bouillet spot and it's great. It turns into a tremendous slap fight where they're just slapping mm-hmm. shit out of each other. Two lariats from Willow. She gets a two count, uh, lots of talking here. We're yip yapping away, talking through the finish and everything. And so they get this really cool dodge from Julia and she hits, um, the Saito suplex on Willow. And I think that's kind of like the first power move she's been able to hit on her. It's not the yeah. last one because they go to the top rope and they're fighting up there. 
it's a little convoluted how they get up there, but they get up there. And uh, Julia's like, oh, just butterfly suplex you off the top rope. So she does that. <laughs> it's awesome. What uh, the and that's fuck. <laughs> that's tremendous. So, and then this finish sequence is just unbelievable. So another smart dodge from Julia allows her to hit this brutal knee. And uh, I guess it's the, uh, it's uh, a Northern Lights bomb uh, for the yeah. win. And uh, I'm like, okay, Mercedes Monet versus Julia. When's this happening? Right? I mean, come on. This is it. I, Luke, what did you think of this? I love I loved this match. I love the finish. I, 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 while I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, if Willow wins this, that would kind of cement her. Like, wouldn't it? Like, beating Julia? Yeah. Man, that would be really cool. Uh, I kind of wanted that to happen. But I guess Mercedes is nearly recovered, and it's... Uh, it's time to get back on track with that women's title, I guess. It is a bigger match. No offense to Willie Nightingale. It, it, it just is. It, it just is. Yeah. But if you're going to do a finish, if you're going to have the other person win that I didn't want as much to win, have an awesome finish. And it did because Willow's fucked after that, uh, that, that suplex off the top. And she's like, I've got, I've got one chance left, and goes for this gnarly-looking lariat, which Julia dodges, and Willow kind of buckles. She's got nothing left, knee to the face, northern bomb, boom. Julia wins. Bit of respect after the match too, and uh, why not? Uh, both these ladies crushed it. So fuck yeah, that was, that was great. incredible match. Like, so we've had women's matches that like have disappointed before. You know, and, and, you know, and on big stages, little stages, we like covering women's wrestling, I think. I think that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we get to cover it at this, like, super high level, man, that's a, that's a joy. Yeah, it is. Whew. Thank, look, uh, thank you for bidding door one, uh, because that show has made that one show was like a slap in the face to New Japan going, oh, you know, like cold water to the face. Oh, what people people expect women's wrestling? Yeah, motherfucker, we do. So, all right, we'll put women's matches on then. Good. We'll put good women's matches on too. Yeah, yeah, do it. We dare you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So yeah, uh, like you, you messaged me straight away. Oh. Mercedes package video something, but no. Yeah. So uh, would would have been great, but we did not get that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, wouldn't want to follow this match. Uh, but uh, I like the next match. It's it, it's fine, but it's not as good as maybe the first night. But it is Team Fisherman that is Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus uh, the Kid A War Dogs. That's uh, Gabe Kid and Alex C. Now. uh there was a very late stage the Katamaru Gambit. Like, they waited to, like, the last <laughs> possible second to hit a Katamaru Gambit on the first night. <laughs> well, this night, they hit a Katamaru Gambit, and I see the Katamaru Gambit get reversed for one of the very few times I've ever seen that happen. Uh, Yoshi has started doing Ishi spots in the corner. Have you noticed that? What's What do you mean? What's an Ishi spot? Tell me. You know, when he, he goes... Uh, chop, elbow, chop, elbow, chop, elbow. Yeah. In the corner. Yoshi's doing that. Uh, 
Um, I don't mind. I like his chops. It's fine. Goto takes... <laughs> Man, I'd hate to be in this spot. I know wrestling's like, you're supposed to look after each other and shit, but I don't... I don't want to be in in any spot that involves one of the kid A motherfuckers holding my arms behind my back while the other one chops me in the goddamn chest. Because <laughs> it happens to Goto, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, damn. I know they do that a lot, the War Dogs. We've seen it before. But every time I'm like, holy shit. I like this match. But as I said, I think my one is a little bit better, probably because, like, you know, I knew there'd be a, a, a title change. So <laughs> right. I was kind of into the young boys uh, uh, stepping up and getting some gold. But this match kind of makes me feel like I do about the whole two nights. Good story, good wrestling, well told, not surprising. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you watch a wrestling show and you and I would be like, all right, these things need to happen, and they do. And that's fine. Sometimes wrestling just works like that, you know? So, uh, look, this is this is fine stuff. The match ends when uh, Gabriel Kidd is pinned by Yoshi after a Shoto. So I'm glad they split those titles. Uh, it makes sense, I guess. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like Aussie Open would still be the champions if they held the, held the golds, don't you? Man, I mean, talk I about just, a uh, talk about a huge what if with that uh, injury and vacation. Well, but, uh, that that's important though. That's that's actually a great segue to like a point I want to make about Fisherman is that like look at the way they wrestled versus Aussie Open versus how they wrestled you know versus uh, uh, Kid A. It's just different, right? Like why yeah. are they why are they changing? I don't know. I just feel like if they're the best tag team, they should be the leaders in style. You know, everybody should have to wrestle their match, you know, not the other way around. And and I just, I don't know, man. I know that's a baby face yeah. thing, and, and I know about that dynamic and stuff. I just, I also just want to point out that I wrote down that, that Goto used the Sushi Garoshi. I like that. And this is the night, I think, where Goto, Yoshi Garoshi's one of the uh, war boys, on yeah. top of the other wall boy, and I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, that's, I like that. That's, that's the Sushi Garoshi. So there's Sushi Garoshi. There you go. That's the uh, extra stank right. Yoshi Garoshi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get emotional. Our next match oh is the strong God. open weight title match. It in mini ref Chumpy is in this match to get chumped the fuck out. By the way, it's Eddie Kingston challenging uh, Kenta for the title. Woo. Okay, listen, this is tremendous. Okay. It wasn't long ago that I, you know, somewhere I predicted that, like, what you want is you want Eddie Kingston. He's walking into the back. You know, he's got the New Japan Lion Mark shit behind him. He's he's about to cut a promo. He's either won or lost a big match. He's told us, you know, for 10 minutes or however long he was wrestling, that his, his body part is broken. We believe him, you know. And he cuts one of the best promos of all time. And that's exactly what happened here. And listen, I just, I cannot tell, I can't, like, you know how you love something so much and you just, you just appreciate something so much. It's really hard to express. And I know that's kind of our job is express that. But like (laughs) Eddie Kingston's ability to sell is just on, it's just unbelievable. And so, and I don't just mean, ouch, my arm hurts. I mean, 
he's selling that he's Eddie Kingston wrestling in Japan. You know, I mean, I, I, against motherfucking so, Kenta. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, fucking Kenta. So, um, Eddie, he tries. You know, he they they do the rope break thing at the beginning, the New Japan rope break thing, and he does he tries like a a cheeky chop, and it gets blocked, and he immediately sells his arm. He's got his arm all taped up. This is his chopping arm. This is his back fist arm. How's he gonna win, Luke? <laughs> it's great. I was just thirty seconds into the match, you know, it's you gotta, ridiculous. Yeah, you got a master so, of selling in the ring with a guy who's the master of getting heat. Yes. A match and, yeah. Oh my God, it's awesome. So Kenta, he slaps the shit out of Eddie and takes a powder. <laughs> and Eddie chases him, and Kenta, of course, stomps him when he gets in the ring. Butterfly suplex counter, and Eddie lands the first chop of the match. And uh, Kenta dodges on the outside, and Eddie chops the ring post, and it makes a ridiculous noise. <laughs> so you know that was real. Oh, man. And Kenta oh, yeah. uses the guardrails to traumatize Eddie Eddie's arm and set up our story here. So it's arm work from Kenta, and Eddie gets to feature his tremendous selling because that's what we're doing, and that's what the, this is what the G1's going to be like. I, I am going to shit my pants every G1 match of his. Anyway, uh, so he fights back. Oh, with some suplexes, and he tries uh, strikes, but every time it hurts his arms. He can't do that, right? We get uh, all kinds of creative cheating from Kenta, where he fools the ref into thinking Eddie is using a t-shirt on him to choke him. But then, <laughs> I love this. It's so great. He's like, oh my god, he's choking me, but he was making him do it. And then he tempts Eddie to use the strong title, but it's a ploy. So Kenta has the Defy title, which is one of them, Ian, in the independent wrestling places so and he uses it on eddie for a two count awesome stretch plum and uh, from uh, from eddie on uh or, or uh for, yeah for eddie on uh, kenta and chris charlton is awesome he goes oh my god stretch plum dangerous k <laughs> I just it's like <laughs> tremendous that made me laugh really hard and i would just say at this point in general commentary was very good i just ian riccaboni does the oof Oh, hmm. you know, as as like commentary. No, no, no. That I aspect annoys me too about his commentary. And sometimes it. I feel like he's being a little too professional sounding. Like, you know, relax a little bit. Let 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 yes. the personality out. But use more of your real voice. If you had a blend knob, yes. you know, where one side's your real voice, one side's your announcer voice. Use the like, you know, just blend it a little bit more real voice. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yep. Because he has some great calls, some really cool points, but every now and again he'll be going, "All right, Eddie's about to." Oh, Eddie's about yeah, to. Yeah. So WWE, man, I hate it. And and so Charlton is there, and he's he is there's added pressure on him, so he's kind of reverting a little bit back to what he used to do when he first started, which was he talked like this for way too long, and he'd be announcing other, you know, just. He does that like this whole night. So commentary, you know, it's it, they'll get there. This is the first Japanese show. You know, relax, Mr. Yeah. Andy. You know, so anyway. Anyway, there's a back fist. It's blocked, though, and Kenta slaps the shit out of Eddie. This is that part of the match where <laughs> Kenta just has had enough, and he just slaps the shit out of somebody. Psycho knee, but Eddie can't stand up for it. So Kenta, he, he gets him. 
and uh, hits the move for two. He like picks him up and uh, gets him, you know, makes him hit the move for two. Anyway, there's it's kind of awkward there, just like my commentary on it. And uh, there's counters and two very very kind back fists from Eddie Kingston for a two count. He sells his arm after everything, of course. And it's a big, uh, it, <laughs> there's all kinds of big moves and counters. Uh, there's a back fist and Northern Lights bomb. And um, Eddie Kingston, he pins Kenta and wins his first New Japan title at Kurgan Hall. Homicide's out to celebrate. Luke, what does Homicide do? I can't remember. What does he, he do? He lifts, he, he, he raises. Oh, that's right. Eddie's yeah, he that's right that's right yeah all right so this this made me laugh and it was fucking awesome uh homicide comes out to celebrate with, with eddie goes to raise eddie's arm and eddie's like ah oh, selling his arm and i'm like that's fucking pro wrestling right there and then homicide's like oh shit sorry you know playing into it yeah Tremendous. great stuff not only that i feel like people on the tweet he also said this is Eddie Kingston's first major title in a wrestling company? I looked into that. I looked into that. So, I mean, you know, he's won the top titles in Chikara, CZW, AIW. He won Gauntlet for the Gold. He's won some tag titles, but not the Impact tag tag titles. So this is his first major title. That's fucking up. It's fucked up. Hey. It's not fucked up. It's been rectified because it happened in a place that he loves against That's a wrestler true. that is no doubt one of his wrestling idols. And they had a fucking awesome match at the same time. So I don't know. Maybe it took a lot longer for Eddie than anyone really wanted it to, especially him. But hey, he gets one of the dreams now. <laughs> Luke, that's one of them flying didgeridoos you guys got over there. That's right. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's kangaroo transport. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's yeah. spe- it doesn't fly. It just jumps really high. Is that what it is? That's right. Yeah. Just like super. Well, that's how they take off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luke, after this. Uh, June Kasai comes out and he's like, here I go. I'm going to rest. Oh, no, I'm going over here. Yeah, he joins commentary, commentary and they sit him right next to Tanahashi. That's fucking wild. You just get this picture of That's like, weird, isn't it? you know, their play-by-play guy whose name we just don't know. We got Tanahashi, June Kasai and Milano sitting right next to each other. And it's like, oh, he's handsome man, Tanahashi on commentary. And he's a guy who's obviously bladed too many times with his teeth missing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both fucking cool as hell <laughs> oh my goodness all right so let's do it we main event time it is john moxley versus l and desperado i i love this match uh i like it more than i guess the previous match i guess sometimes if you have death matches with maybe more than two guys in it maybe it gets a bit chaotic and a bit all over the place this one was a bit more streamlined a bit more focused and i say oh look john moxley's walking out with stitches in his head oh my god and you're gonna have a fucking 20 minute match with el desperado and you're gonna bleed out of that fucking thing aren't you oh yeah because el desperado is gonna use a fucking cheese grater on your noggin and shit like that <laughs> you know what's funny to me like New, New Japan 
loves having mocks down. Like, they love it. Like, why wouldn't you? He's going to put butts in seats. He's going to, like, there's you, fans probably want to see him wrestle everyone. But Mox loves death matches, and he loves to do the death matches. And uh, I guess there's only one motherfucker in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling that's like, hand up, I'll do that. Yep, let's roll. And that's El Desperado. <laughs> so this is awesome for, for, for Despy to get to wrestle like uh, to Moxley in one of Moxley's favorite style of matches. And, of course, it's one of Despy's favorite style of matches as well. These guys look like they're killing each other, but they also look like they're having an absolute blast while they do it. The, the chemistry is great. They set up lots of stuff. There's a fucking barbed wire board, which they even like wrap around each other, wrap around their own hands and start punching each other with them. Uh, there's a poor table spot where the Japanese table does, does not want to break. So Moxie's like, fine, I'm going to do it again. Oh, it doesn't break again. All right, I'll do it again. It doesn't break again. All right, I think I'll leave it now. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my goodness. That was really funny. Oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, it is funny, but uh, I was just like, oh, poor Despy. Oh, poor. Yes. Yeah. Something always goes fucking... wrong in one of these hardcore matches, like with stuff like that. And how they react yeah. to it is the best part, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Mox is like, I'll do it again. Oh, it doesn't break. I'll do it a third time. Didn't break. All right. Well, I'm just going to pull him off the table and beat him up. So done. He's like, no, no, <laughs> no moss. No moss. <laughs> Despy's like, don't do that again a fourth time, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this match gets awesome they also do a great thing of making me believe uh, Char- uh, Charity is just opening the door I think she's bringing in coffee oh, oh play by play play by play of coffee <laughs> thank you Charity say hello hello hey Charity yeah. he said hello he also said go away no he didn't I did oh, not really? say that thank-, thank you for the coffee Charity love you uh <laughs> All right, so this match is great because you and I want Despy to win, so we're going to totally buy into that when we see the Pinche logo, aren't we? I I don't know if you did, but I fucking bought into it. Even though, like, in my soul, I know that there's no way Moxie's losing this, but, you know, in my heart of hearts, now Pinche logo, yes! He goes for another one, but Mox turns it into a Death Rider and uh, does it for three, but... Uh, before all that, you know, there's the build-up to that is, uh, yeah, Mox kicks out of a Pinche Loco, but uh, Despy gets the kick out of a Death Rider as well. So yeah, that's that cool. was fucking awesome. I love that. Great match. Uh, and as you mentioned earlier, Mox gets on the mic and does the promo. You said like, hey, that was fucking awesome. Love wrestling, Despy. We gotta do it again. Hell yes, because Despy gets closer to winning every single time, and one day I want to see that happen. I don't doesn't have to be for anything, but I, I, I'd love to see Despy just keep going at it and going at it until he, he finally gets that win. But uh, you know, and he mentions uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Havoc, and all that kind of stuff. So it was really nice. Uh, Danny, Havoc. Nice, Danny, Havoc. Danny Havoc. Danny Havoc. I'm sorry. Please. I don't. That's right. I did not I mean, mean to fuck that up. That's all right. Uh, this promo that he gives has a name. So we, uh, you know, John Hatfield, my one of my co-hosts on the Road Home Wrestling podcast, he named this type of promo the John Hatfield special. Or maybe I named it that after he kept pointing it out. 
And uh, we named that after a night where a wrestler who will not be named uh, defeated Lee Moriarty in the ring and then gets on the mic and is like, oh, it's here for the kid, you know, like, and we would just thought it was so funny because we're like, brother, you want to put him over on the mic, but not in the ring, huh? You know, <laughs> so we named that the John Hatfield special when a veteran defeats a younger wrestler in the ring and then puts him over on the mic. It is the most backhanded bullshit ever. I get it. It was in good sport here. And most people don't think of it that way, but I do every time. <laughs> I can see where you, you, you think about that, but I, I will say like, I doubt that dude. Uh, I, I, I doubt like, you know, Mux, he kicked out of Mux's finisher. Like, you know, I know. He got, he got his strong. Yes, it's fine. I, I, I doubt just... the same thing happened in the Lee Moriarty match. <laughs> I mean, it's just so yes, funny it's fun that, that we've seen that so many times on the indies, so many times on TV. It's just a common thing. So that is forever known as the John Hatfield special. And I just have to let everybody know that. But um, yeah, man. So these phones, were, uh, these phones, these, these shows, they were fun, right? I mean, yeah. I, I had fun with them. But you know what I really like is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Luke, the next thing we're going to cover is the motherfucking G1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even looking. I, I, I haven't seen the card for the first night. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's the G1. It's going to be awesome. They're going to have a couple big matches on it. And it is the first night. So there's going to be some surprise pins as well. Why not? So, uh. Oh, hey, remember remember the fir- the first night a couple years ago, and it was like, oh, just some match in the middle of the card. It was like Pimpy versus Ibushi, and the Pimpy beat Ibushi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember sick. that. Yeah. And then Ibushi just went on to win again. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen, you know, but except for Pimpy. Yeah. I mean, he had to win one match, but I'm like, really? That's the uh, remember that year he beat Jeff Cobb as well. Was it the same year? I'm like, get out of here, Pimpy! <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, and we were so, joking around. We were so happy. We're like, oh, he's not in the tournament. We won't see Pimpy at all this year. No, we're gonna see Pimpy a lot this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's probably gonna be helping even at various points. You know that. Yes. I'd rather it be show though, because I feel like show and evil together they get creative with it whereas i feel like yujiro will just come out to do the same form of cheating every time does that make sense no it does you're right does yeah one two three Mm -hmm. yeah he's happy with his spot and he's just gonna ride it out until he retires you know he is yeah Uh, unfortunately no peter this year at the g1 either and you know no biho abe either i don't think that's disappointing maybe we'll see so so uh, we haven't run that long. Would you uh, you want to do a diary? Yeah, let's do a wrestler diary, which is our straight. ongoing series where we read real diaries from New Japan Pro Wrestlers. Luke, who is it today? All right. So uh, we get the, sent these lovely diaries from uh, our dear listener, Jay. And we have a backlog. So don't worry, Jay. We've still got heaps to go. Don't have to stress about finding us new ones. I get a few. Everybody, yeah. calm down. You calm down. Jay, calm down. Everybody, calm down. I got a few here, but you know what? I don't think we've ever read a, a diary entry by the one and only 
motherfucking tiger mask. So let's do it. It is episode 511, and it's called Touring in My Beloved Car. And there's a photo of uh, two of Tiger Mask's masks. Nice. So there you go. So it's June 20, 2023. <clears throat> Let's do it. The June tour. The June? I can't even read it. All right, let's start again. The June tour ended the Sunday before last. This tour was a rare one where I didn't have to stay overnight. All the dates were within driving distance from my house, so I was able to drive to each show. There were many wrestlers who were in the same boat. Unusually, a series without an overnight stay. Hey. <laughs> Seems like, yeah, I get to go home. The first night was in Makahari. It's a venue where I go to quite frequently, but I often make mistakes since there are a bunch of different arenas in the area. This time was no different, and I went to the wrong building. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and then it like he asked someone on the street like where it is and uh you know he's not wearing a tiger mask so they give him wrong directions and they don't know who he is <laughs> next stop was <laughs> shirakara in fukushima prefecture which is a bit far away so we took the bus by the way this gymnasium in Shaku- uh, shirakawa holds a lot of memories for me but i participated in the first masked world league as a second, I was teaming with Dos Caras, a man whom I admired, and he gave me his mask. It brings me back. It brings back so many other fun memories from my uh, Michinoku days. Next stop was Kuki Saitama. I drive to this gym almost every time, too. All right, man. I like to drive around in Japan. Like, I mean, it's like the opposite of yo i dream of buying yeah. a car one day and tiger mask is like i'm living the fucking dream bitch i mean he's had a car for a long time and yo's just dreaming of one at this point i yeah. mean come on i mean yeah yo's probably gonna get his car right and you know he's already got like i wonder if yo already has his like pretentious car speakers already uh picked yes. out and, uh, sitting in the corner of his of his uh home just waiting for oh no 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 we can't get in the car yet no no we can't drive the car yet oh yo you've had the car for two months yeah but i haven't you know done the interior yet and the speakers <laughs> but your your car's been sitting out there on the street for two months you know oh, well i it's it's taking a while yeah <laughs> i have to pick the perfect album they're they're on First order time. okay take it easy you know my speakers are on order Oh my goodness! No one's gonna drive with him, though, man. Not even no. save money. All those pit stops. Get out of here. He's Next. constantly stopping. <laughs> I like how we stop his diary to rag on you. Next, uh, Haichiroji. Peak time on Saturday. Lots of people going out to play. Quite a lot of traffic. Is this like a Tiger Mask traffic pretty much diary? It's not. It's not in character, and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> when I looked at the map on my mobile phone, the motorway was colored red. I decided to drive my car on local roads to bypass the traffic jam. So I took the motorway down to there and got on the motorway and arrived safely. Hachiochi is also a bit far away from me, even though it's in Tokyo. The last one was in Sakura City, Chiba Prefecture. In this tour, I drove <laughs> the Higashikan Road three times in the same direction, going to Mukahari, Kimisu and Sakura. While driving, I thought to myself, I drove past here the other day, too. Of course, if you go by bus, 
you can only just ride. But if you drive by yourself, you can go to places you have never been and see the scenery and notice many things. And you can go to the toilet at your favorite places and enjoy yourself unexpectedly. He's going to ride with Yo. Him and Yo are going to ride together and pee at different places. Dude, we were just saying that, like, Yo... Joe's probably not going to be one of his driving partners. Now I'm like, they're a match made in heaven. I mean, an they old can, guy. They can go have a, a piss young... and enjoy themselves unexpectedly. <laughs> and a young incontinent guy and an old guy. Yeah, that's a perfect pair. I love it. Oh, my goodness. And they stop off a coffee as well. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Don't touch <laughs> it. Don't do it. They're, they always drive together, but uh, the person in the back seat's always different, and it's always a different <laughs> person because the person's like never a fucking get. Oh I was my god! Yeah, <laughs> you're so happy when it's Makabe though. Like he is <laughs> so mad. He is so mad. They troll him and just keep drinking coffee, so they, they can do keep it. And like when Mr. Brett rides with them, they stop last because they like him. Cause he's the yeah. Guy. Not only that, like Makabe's like, can we stop at that burger joint and? Uh, and Yo and Tiger are like, nah, we just stopped. But then they go to the rest stop after the burger joint. That's right. So, uh, Only rest stops. They don't go to places that actually have burgers and Makabe's so right. fucking mad. You can go to places you've never been, see the scenery and notice many things. Like the toilet that the bus drives past and that stops that. Ah, <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. This is one of the most banal diary entries, but it's amazing. I was particularly interested in the cars that were driving by. Nowadays, in some places, you can drive 110 kilometers or 110, uh, 20 kilometers. But there are many cars that are clearly over 140 and many cars that are not trying to show off, but are still in an awful hurry. Even on the last leg of the journey to Sakura, an Alphard was going quite fast in the overtaking lane. But behind them, what? a high-speed police car chased after them, turning on its red lights while passing. Oh Lined up alongside me, the policeman half out of the door told me to pull over with his baton. Yes, <laughs> I got done for speeding. It's Sunday. Oh! <laughs> and, I, and I'm fine for going too fast. Oh, no. I've been caught. Shouldn't want you, if you were wearing a tiger mask, you might be able to get out of it. But <laughs> He puts it on real quick. <laughs> Sir, can you please take the mask off? <laughs> Go. Yo, swap spots with me. Swap spots. Yes, that's right. I got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> Under Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask 4, uh, whatever his real name is. I don't look that up because to me, he's just, well, he's Tiger Mask. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes I drove safely, looking at the long, quiet scenery, listening to country music, making my leisurely drive to the arena. I still like driving, even after my run-in with the law. If there's no traffic. It's almost painless. This tour has been like this. Only venues in the suburbs of Tokyo that I was heading to by myself. Lol. <laughs> that was a great wrestler diary. Tremendous. So Tiger, <laughs> Tiger Mask got pulled over. Um, yep. in, the, in the annals of uh, my old podcast, there is an episode where me and Lexis Montez get pulled over. <laughs> I recorded it and put it on podcasts. <laughs> it's it's tremendous. So, uh, you know, um, it's good times. It, we get pulled over for sitting there. <laughs> Just good times. But, uh, it, you know, I got to say that turned around on me quite a bit because at first it seemed like Tiger Mask was like, oh, these fucking kids and their damn, damn speed demons. 
driving too fast, but it turned out he was the speed demon. I like that wrestler diary. That had nuance. Good yeah, job, that, translator. That part took me by by surprise. It, it was like it's it was the right kind of banal where it was fine to read, but there was a little twist as well, and we got to you know have make put some jokes in there. I think we got a, another winner, Jay, in uh, in the uh, people that should come back to uh, to the podcast for a diary yeah. entry. Uh, he's up there with the likes of Yo and Goto. I think Goto. <laughs> oh, and Yoshihashi. But for a different reason altogether. Yeah. Those oh. were those were funny because they were you know, easy to make fun of. This was funny because it was well-written. So. Damn straight. <sighs> yep. Tiger, tiger. Well, he's done over 500 of the fucking things. I think he knows how to turn <laughs> a diary phrase. <laughs> but oh, he can't goodness. pull over for Makabe to get a burger. Hell no. Oh, my God. Amazing. That was a great episode. <laughs> that was fun. Because Makabe won't just order a burger, though. He has to fucking, like, be like, all right, I want... I want a burger. This one I want with light mayonnaise. What do you put in your mayonnaise? Extra pickles. <laughs> That's is right. that a what kind, of, what kind of pickles are those? Do you farm source? Where do you farm source your uh, your beef patties? And the, the, the person at the counter is like, sir, this is a McDonald's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are there, are those bread and butter pickles or are they dill? <laughs> by the way, bread and butter pickles can fuck off. So no. Just <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that was a really cool diary entry. Fun two shows as well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good episode. I liked it. Yep, me too. And uh, since we're near the end, unless there is uh, anything that Mr. Guy would like to add. In Gator, we trust. 